0: If I can't get it on my own If you don't like the way I'm living Just leave this bald-headed country boy alone Sponsor time! Let me tell you about my girl Miss Erica with Crooked W Consulting She has a small marketing and design agency out of North Carolina. She offers small, affordable business solutions that tailor your business and startups nationwide. She's currently doing my new website. I'm telling you folks, you need to let her do yours. She's doing us a jam-up job. She also offers digital marketing, graphic design, and social media management if i'm using her here at the studio there ain't no reason why your small business shouldn't look her up on facebook and instagram at crooked w consulting or text her now at 919-351-2084 crooked w consulting hit up miss erica now you won't be disappointed shout out to miss mary the owner of buckaroo tattoo in wheatland california Email her now at buckaroo tat and then the number two at yahoo.com to make an appointment. Hit her up on Instagram at buckaroo tat and the number two or at ink in my glove on Facebook at buckaroo tat. She's been tattooing some badass tattoos for the past 13 years at her shop, and let me tell you, she is literally flying here at the beginning of March. Tattoo me for a couple days and record some shows with me. So if I'm using her and I'm letting her tattoo the shit out of me and she's sponsoring this show, boy, y'all need to look her up right now. Make your appointment with her. You ain't going to be disappointed at all. She is grown. I can't wait. Shout out to Buckaroo Tattoo and Miss Mary. Go look them up on all social media platforms now. Cowboy stuff. My buddy, old friend, Chris Sapp, owner of Desperado and Company, over at the Puller Tanger Outlet Mall. They are in suite 611. They offer all kind of western wear. Boots, toddlers, youth, women's, men's, everything. They have Ariat wallets, phone cases, men and women's jewelry, uh, Montana silversmith belt buckles, Ariat belts for men. They offer clinch. Ariat and Wrangler are their main brands of clothes. Lots of exotic boots, uh, guys. I saw some of the stuff that they're bringing me, and some of the stuff I get to try on. Let me tell you, there's a lot of great Western wear places that are up in Nashville that I get to go to. This place compares to every single one of them. So what I need you guys to do is look up Desperado and Company, Chris Sapp. Their phone number is nine one two six zero four zero three eight nine go check them out get all turquoise the hell up get all westerned up look like a cowboy cowgirl western fashion is the coolest shit to me by the way and uh the fact that they're on board as a sponsor now i can't wait to try on some of the stuff that he has sent me and everything that they have sent me in pictures uh to get my size in dude it's all banging it's all awesome so look up desperado and company now Mr. Chris Sapp, once again, the Puller, Tanger, Outlet, Mall, Suite 611. Let's give a quick shout-out to Nobles Networking. Guys, if you're looking for a new internet provider, they hooked me up here at the studio and at my house. If you live out in the country and you can't find nowhere else where to get your internet or you're paying too much for Hargrave or any of that other shit, look up Nobles Networking, 478 Oh eight zero five nine six. You are gonna love it. I'm telling you, it works great for me. It runs everything here at the studio at my house perfectly. Hit up Noble's networking. Let me tell you guys about the baddest insurance agent around these parts. Miss Jenna Carr. She's an alpha insurance agent. She handles home, auto, life, and business. She's located in Macon, Georgia at 3312 Northside Drive, Suite C160. Uh, let me tell you about Miss Jenna. Not only is she just the sweetest, cutest damn thing you ever seen, but she takes care of business like a true professional. I love dealing with her. Uh, she's done got me hooked up with life insurance because, let's be honest, I'm going to need it. And uh, every time I've ever dealt with her, a complete pleasure. So y'all do me a favor now. Give her a call and go look her up on social media. Jenna Carr, Alpha Insurance Agency. And that phone number in Macon is 478-621-7065. Tell her that you need the same package, home, life, auto, all that good stuff that she hooked me up with. It's prom season, and let me tell you, if I was still in high school, I know exactly where I would go to get my tux, because I like flashy. I like loud. I like obnoxious clothing. If you ever see the stuff I wear out in Macon, Nashville, wherever the hell I go, to be honest with you, I like to be seen as much as I am heard. And Miss Vicky over at Dolly's Delight's, showed me the other day a company that she's ordering from now that have the loudest and most obnoxiously good-looking tuxes. Fellas, if you're trying to turn heads and you're in high school, Dolly's Delights is where the hell you need to be. So moms and dads, take your boys over there, and while you're over there, get some of that good candy. Make sure you satisfy that sweet tooth. It's the best place to do it. You're not going to find anybody better to deal with, and not to mention she's got the best prices around That's Dolly's Delights, located at 5122 3rd Avenue, Eastman, Georgia. Call her at 478-231-7237. Dolly's Delights. Let me tell you about Lori's dive-in in Alamo, Georgia. I ran her ad several times now. She's been with me since I started doing this stuff. Well, I'm doing a live show there, February the 15th. She's going to feed me. I'm going to take a couple of my friends with me from social media there, uh, probably around 3 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So if any of y'all would like to come hang out, please do. Even if it's not convenient for you, take some time, go out of your way, and go eat there. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. She takes pride in her staff, her food, her service, every single aspect. That's why I'm taking my equipment there to actually record with her and her staff. So, please, go check out Lori's Dive-In in in Alamo, Georgia at 18 Commerce Street, Alamo, Georgia. Phone number there is 912-568-1945. Lori's Dive-In. I'm about tired of reading all these sponsors, but I'm grateful for each and every one of them. But I saved my homegirl for last. Let me tell you about Miss Reagan, who's getting me in shape right now. I need each and every one of y'all to go look her up on Instagram at... R-A-E-G-A-N underscore fit. She does one-on-one customized meal planning, nutrition guides, and training in home or at the gym. I know she stays on my ass, so I know she'll stay on yours. Look, this is the thing with Reagan. She's lost the weight, she's stayed in shape, and now she's helping people do the same thing that she did. And she did it the healthy way. She can help you lose body fat, gain muscle, or just improve your overall health. Whatever your goal is, she'll help you with it. I promise that. And the thing is, she holds you accountable in a way that most people don't. She's very affordable, and she offers weekly and monthly payments. So please, go look up my homegirl, Miss Reagan, at R-A-E-G-A-N underscore fit on Instagram. Now! Let's get to the show. Thank y'all for tuning into the Josh Terry podcast. Hope all y'all are having a good day. Uh, we've had some fun on some shows lately, uh, you know, from playmates to country artists. Today we're going to have a little bit more of a serious show, but y'all know, if nothing else, I love talking about mental health awareness. And, uh, I came across this young lady. It was, it was by accident. Honestly, uh, somebody tagged her in a video thinking that she was somebody else. And, uh, <laughs> I, I looked at her social media. Um, she's a veteran. She's got an amazing story. Um, I'm not even going to tell y'all all about it. I'm gonna let her tell most of the damn thing, but uh, I want to introduce y'all to miss, uh, miss Natalie King. Thank you for taking some time on a Sunday to hang out with me, darling.
1: Thank you for having me on
0: any time. Uh, I just want you to know I thought it was random, so weird. And I can't even remember who uh who the girl was. I've done so many shows now that when somebody tagged you in the post of her from the episode that I did with that girl, I was mm-hmm. like, I, I had to go back and look and even see what that episode was about. I thought it was I thought it could have been you for a second. I was like, what the fuck is this? Like it it really confused the shit out of me for a second. And then I clicked. <laughs> automatically and not to be weird or anything I saw a hot blonde I clicked on the hot (laughs) I clicked on the hot blonde automatically and then I saw everything on your your little profile there and I was like okay cool I'm definitely fixing to be like okay this is somebody right off the bat that interests me that has a great story and then the second we mean you message back and forth I was like getting her on the show as soon as possible yes it was
1: awesome it was so random I that girl tagged me thought it was me and I was like That's not me, but I'm gonna check out this guy's page and I was like, wow, cool.
0: Yeah, I can't I to for the life of me, I can't even remember what the fuck that show was about. (laughs) I I think I think that girl has like a what is it called? Um she's constantly sick.
1: Oh uh hypochondriac?
0: Yeah, but she's actually sick though. Like it's Oh,
1: she's really sick. Yeah,
0: like she and I, I think I even liked her. I think she was cool, like her and her husband were cool as shit. But I just I think she was one of those. I have a lot of shows that we do. We talk one time, we do the episode, never speak again. Mm -hmm. Like, I think she was one of those. I can't remember her name. She's sweet. I just don't, I don't remember shit about it. It just confused the shit out of me when you got tagged (laughs) in it. I'm glad you got tagged in it though. Me too. I am too. Is the point. So um, everybody knows I love my veterans. I love the organizations I get to work with and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I think we should start there. I think we should start with the fact that you served our country. Thank you very, very much for that. You yeah, grew up you grew up as a, as a military brat too, right?
1: I did. Both my parents were active duty. That's how they met. They were MPs in the Army. And then my mom went to the Air National Guard so she could take care of the kids and work. And then my dad became a helicopter rescue swimmer in the Coast Guard.
0: That's cool. Where did uh, uh,
1: my brother and my sister were both in? My sister was air force. My brother is active duty coast guard right now. And then I was air force. So my whole family was in the military.
0: That's awesome. Well, thank each and every one of your family members. We need more families like (laughs) y'all. Yeah. And not just, not just pieces of shit like me. Uh,
1: (laughs) Please.
0: Yeah. Uh, Trust me. I'm lazy. I'm too. If I could go back now, I'm not saying that I would do it. I wish I would have the balls to do it. I don't know if I would, if I, i I like talking and being too lazy um i I don't know i should never say i wouldn't or would uh i I don't want to i don't want to ever take it away from the people that actually do right um so let's kind of how long did you serve
1: so i didn't serve very long um i got out early when my husband was killed in 2013 him and i were both u.s air force we met in japan we got married in Japan, and I became pregnant with a little boy, and uh, we moved to Maryland at Joint Base Andrews, and in 2013, when our eight, our son was eight months old, he was killed in the line of duty. Mm. Um, it was an on-base accident. Uh, he was, uh, when you have a GOV, a government vehicle, you have to always have a spotter to move it. My husband was spotting a vehicle. Um, it was a rare vehicle that not a lot of uh, men or women are trained on. It was also a stick shift. And the airman that was driving this vehicle to park it, he didn't. He wasn't trained on it. And he didn't know how to drive it. Um, he, he said his, in the investigation report, he said his foot slipped. And it pinned my husband against a wall. And it hit him about from the sternum down. Mm. And uh, pretty much... Uh, I think he was gone fairly quickly.
0: Damn, I'm it sorry. Was a rough,
1: it was a rough day. I'll never forget that day that I got that knock on the door.
0: Uh, I, I've got to introduce you to somebody. Um, And she is going to kick my ass for not remembering her name off the top of my head. Uh, I'm so
1: bad with names. Too, I
0: am, I, I'm horrible. I'm horrible with names. She's been on the show twice. Uh, Same thing her husband passed uh, in the line of duty and um, she ended up going viral because uh, Donald Trump, at, it was just like a weird time or just a coincidence, is what I mean. They were at his funeral and her little boy was had, a, I guess it was a flag. If I remember remembering. It. it's a little flag putting it on his mm-hmm. daddy's grave. And Trump happens to be at the same cemetery. That is amazing. And walks up and he just hugs the little boy. Like, it's just, it's like a cool, just, just whatever moment, like spontaneous moment. I
1: love that stuff. That gave me chills.
0: Yeah. Like it's, and like, she ended up just like, and she's a wonderful person. Like she's just a, she's a really sweetheart of a person, but you could tell like it, it, the, whatever she went through, it was, it was a mistake. It was an accident. What happened to her husband as well. And it was. You could tell like she said the same thing. It's something she'll never, I mean, I yeah. guess nobody's ever going to forget that shit anyway,
1: but, right. but
0: yeah, I, I would like to, to hook y'all up. And,
1: I would love to. I'm I, always looking for people to connect with, with yeah. similar, um, similar stories as mine. Yeah. It's real hard to do it alone. I remember in the first few years, I felt so alone in my grief. Like I was 23 years old, first time mom. I just had my future ripped from me. And what I needed most was a community. And that's why I started sharing on social media so that I could have a community of people going through similar things.
0: Yeah, we, uh, we, uh, I don't believe this is going to sound so ass backwards. I don't believe in therapy. I believe in support systems. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't like therapists. And just the fact that I don't want somebody that I don't feel like has gone through what I've been through telling me how to feel about shit. I get that. it just just don't make fucking sense to me i want people that seem like they're just as fucked up as i am right right i
1: want people to to understand yeah
0: that's what i want i want you to look sit across from me and be like been through it know exactly how you feel Mm -hmm. now let's get through it together let's let's help each other feel better right i always say like I'm a Christian. I'm not a very good one, but I'm a Christian. I don't believe in organized religion. I I believe it's your own personal relationship with God. That's all. That's all that matters. Same. And and the reason why I don't want to go to church and stuff no more is because I just, I don't ever go down the road that they're hypocrites, but I don't need somebody that looks squeaky clean. Mm Mm-hmm telling me how I'm supposed to believe in God or what my, or what my God is. And I think it's the same way with mental health or trauma or anybody. I don't need you looking all perfect in your fucking pleated khakis telling me how I'm supposed to feel. You got a fucking sweater vest on and you're telling me how I'm supposed to feel. Please kiss my big fat ass.
1: Yes. I feel the same thing with everything that I've done in life, all the mistakes I've made. I always think I have my own relationship with God, but I always think like, I could never go into and be in a structured religion after everything that I've been through. I just, I don't know how to explain it. It's hard. I yeah. get what you're saying. Yeah,
0: I don't, yeah, I get it. It's, I don't think you ever have to explain it though. You know, yeah. like it, that's the beautiful side of it. If, if you believe in what you believe in, that's all you got to You don't have to convince me. You don't have to convince anybody else. It's your right. relationship. That's what makes sense to you. That's all faith is anyway. Is, right. Is your understanding.
1: Absolutely.
0: And this and the second <laughs> the second that anybody else tries to convince you fucking otherwise.
1: Mm-hmm. They're
0: assholes to me. Don't tell I me, know it. Don't tell me what to do. Um <laughs> but well, well that'll kind of lead us into the next thing. When when you lost your husband, you kind of went down some uh some some bad days.
1: Right. So I'll back up. So my, I have a addiction issues that run in my family, mental health issues. Um, My sister, she was in the air force, but she actually died from an overdose in 2008. I was 18 years old. And um, I remember like, I remember them bringing her down in the body bag Mm. and um, they, they unzipped her. My mom and dad were there and they unzipped her down to her chest. And, um, I, I just remember my mom and dad crying and screaming and kissing all over her. And that probably hurt me almost more than the actual death of my sister, just seeing how much pain my parents were in. And so after my sister died, that's when I joined the military and then my husband passed away. And when my husband passed away, I kind of just, I gave up Um, the military doctors, they prescribed me Xanax, um, pretty much right away. When my husband passed, I remember going to his viewing and everything, uh, medicated. Well, I started getting addicted to Xanax. Um, my tolerance went up. I, I, uh, started taking more and by the, and by the time the end of the month came around, my bottle would be empty. So I would have to be forced to buy out on the street online doctor shop i mean it was it was rough i've been to rehab a few times um i've had a couple suicide attempts in my addiction um i signed my son over voluntarily to my mom and dad because they thought i wouldn't make it out of my addiction and uh, i started hanging with the wrong people and towards the end of my addiction i was shooting meth and uh that's when i realized i was at rock bottom um uh It was rough. It was so rough. I I don't even know how to explain it to for people to really grasp um, the pain and everything and the sickness that you go through in addiction. But um, I ended up um, meeting a guy. We went on on a date and he knew my husband from high school. He was in the army himself. He had just gotten out of the army. And so he knew me a little bit, but not much. The first night we hung out together, I was high on Xanax, and I ended up passing out. He brought me to my parents' house, made sure I got home okay, and he started talking to my parents about my addiction and how to get me sober and everything. My parents said they have been trying for years, that there was no hope, and uh, they didn't know what to do. So this guy, he said, um, he offered to help. He said, let me see what if I can help get her clean. I can tell she doesn't want to live this way you know i can tell she has potential and all this stuff well he ended up staying with me we fell in love it took me two years to get sober off of all these drugs because i tapered myself down slowly so it took about two years to fully fully get off of anything and um i've been with this guy ever since we've been together for seven years this year and um i owe him my life i really really do he um He got me out of that dark place, and I'm so grateful for that. However, I was always afraid that, um, you know, I would go back into my old ways if a tragedy happened or something significant happened in my life, and it kind of became a reality when my dad called, well, my brother called me saying my dad shot himself in the head, but he survived. He lost his right eyeball, but he lived. And, um, that's when I moved my father into my home and took care of him. He had ALS. This is why he shot himself in the head because his body was deteriorating and he just, he couldn't put up with it anymore. He said he was in a lot of pain and in Texas and in Florida, there isn't legalized medically assisted suicide. Uh, it's not legal here. He would have to go up to like Washington or somewhere like that. And, uh, so that's why he did that. And, um, Yeah. So I took care of him for months and in February of 21, he ended up passing away from ALS and you know, I'm just, I'm so thankful and blessed to be here today to say that I've remained out of a depression. I've remained in recovery and I haven't had any setbacks even through my father's death, the pain of my father's death. Um, And I share that online with people today because I want to build a community of people that understand that are going through complicated grief and ways to help them. And I also share ways that help my mental health today. Um, I do meditation, I do breathing exercises. Um, I am on uh, mental health medication. I still take antidepressants to this day. Um, But if, if that's the only thing that came out of my addiction, was to have to take a medication once a day then I feel very blessed because I could have lost my life and um yeah I just I feel I feel grateful today
0: you you're a badass for just still being here just know that thank you and and staying clean thank you so I, much I, I look I, I come from a home of a lot of drug abuse a lot mm-hmm. Like my sister been in and out of rehab for like the longest time. She's clean and sober now, living with a cult. But uh, oh gosh. I would rather her be with a in a cult though than doing meth. Right. Absolutely. I, Absolutely. I, I, yeah. I give her a lot of shit about um, her lifestyle now, but I'd much rather her be with the people that she's with now than what the fuck she was doing and I'm i so- and i'm fine with that like it, it's a it's a joke and my f- mom and dad hate when i joke about it like i'm pretty sure they've told me a hundred times if you say cult on your show one more time we're gonna disown on you but that's what the fuck <laughs> it is uh, I this is this was a weird community but they love jesus a lot like a, <laughs> a weird amount but i don't know if you i don't know if you can t- love jesus too much but it's just kind of weird oh
1: that's funny but, hey i'm do not doing
0: meth with- i don't care
1: that's that's perfect. We hey, my family has some dark humor too. Yeah. We I, my brother, my brother makes fun of me all the time. He's a successful helicopter rescue swimmer, saves people for a living, and here I am, an ex junkie with no job. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what I make fun of all the time.
0: I think it's okay to do that though. Like I think right, that, it is. I think you
1: have to laugh in life.
0: Yeah, like it's the like, shit. is already happened. When my
1: dad, when my dad shot himself in the head. Yeah. Um, and my brother and I went to go see him for the first time and we realized he was okay. And, uh, you know, he was alive. The first thing my brother said to my dad was, man, I thought you were a better shot.
0: That's fucked up, but it's funny.
1: (laughs) My dad started cracking up.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'm a big believer. And when something happens, you either got two choices. It either happens to you or it happened for you. Exactly. Why the fuck not? This is everything's about perspective in life. Yes, it is. Yeah, it's either I don't know. As stupid as it sounds, glass half full or glass half empty. Every single situation is how you want to handle it. Uh, I mean, the way that you are still being strong in everything that you've been through—that would have crippled most people. It did
1: cripple me. It did cripple me for many years, but it took—it took a lot of inner healing to find
0: peace so you're you're one of those people that I absolutely love because you didn't let your trauma define you you've pretty much defined your trauma right and I love that I love when fucking people do that man I it if it wasn't for like even in my case if it wasn't for my suicide attempt back in 2010 if it wasn't for the the bad moments in my life I'm not who I am today the good right. moment, my good moments, didn't make me who I am. No, there's, there's not a single good thing that happened in my life that I can say. Well, besides my daughter, my my daughter's the right, only thing. Yeah, yeah. But, children, but the the bad shit has made me who I am.
1: Absolutely.
0: And I and I love that. I I, I was meant to be battle scarred. I was meant to be kind of broken. My armor chipped. I was meant right. to be that. I don't want to be the the perfect kid. And if I would have well, been, I. I I, I've said it time and time again, you got warriors in this world and you got preachers. A preacher is supposed to be speak uh, squeaky clean. And he's supposed to be where nobody ever doubts whatever. He's supposed to just be the example to the people that need a perfect example. And then you got people like me and you that we're supposed to look like shit sometimes. But, but when you talk to us and we can still say the same thing that a preacher says about our faith, we just might say it in a fucked up way.
1: Right?
0: You're still going to hear that. We love the same thing.
1: Absolutely. And I
0: I think that there's something really cool about that. I think that there's something special about that. And, and there's, there's just a different way. There's different ways to, to, to reach people. And unfortunately you have to go through shit like you've been through to reach certain people that need to hear your myth. You wouldn't have went through what you went through. If the good Lord didn't know you could fucking handle.
1: I know that's what I say all the time. I say that to my mother all the time. I'm like, I think God knew what he was doing by giving me a son from my husband and, and he has a namesake. My son's name is John James King the third. So he's like, and it changes every other generation, the middle name. So he's really like John King the fifth. But um, I was so blessed to be able to pass that down before my husband died. And seeing my husband in my son every day, he's 10 now. And the older he gets, the more he looks like him. And it's just God knew I needed that before yeah. he took away my husband. And I say that all the time. God knows what he's doing.
0: Yeah, he doesn't make mistakes. Nope. It, the only time that uh we make mistakes is when we try to figure out why we, why, what happened? Like when you, when you start looking at situations as in why did this happen to me? And you start looking at it as in, did this happen for me?
1: Right. Like
0: I, I, I quit doing that a long fucking time ago, even on my bad days. Like when something stupid happens, I just take it with a smile now. When something just comes out of nowhere and knocks me on my ass, instead of me getting upset or me getting pissed or losing mm-hmm. or losing my fucking mind that day about it, I'm just like, you know what? If I handle this with grace, it's going to turn out okay cuz I don't know why this is happening, but there's probably a good fucking reason why this is happening. If I get exactly. upset, if I get upset and show show my ass, I love the example. You ever stubbed your pinky toe? Mhm. All right. If you ever stubbed your pinky toe and then you threw a bitch fit when it happened cuz everybody does and you hit your Oh yeah, el- it hurt. and you sh- and you hit your fucking elbow on the door or something because oh, no. you stubbed your pinky toe and you were sh- throwing a scene, you hurt yourself yep. because you were showing your ass. Like right. if you would have just calmed the fuck down when you initially hurt yourself and just chilled. Right. And, and just took and- a step back and a breath, you would have been fine. And if fine. you noticed
1: if you take a step back and notice these, these times when you get upset, a lot of times it's not even a big deal. No, And that's why when I always live by this saying, if it's not going to matter in five minutes, or if it's not going to matter in five years, don't spend more than five minutes on it. So that goes with everything Um, that goes with, you know, if you're upset about somebody it makes you upset, you know, it's not going to matter in five years, don't spend more than five minutes. If you're arguing with your partner, it's not going to matter in five years. Don't spend more than five minutes on it. That's, I love that saying. And I always live by that. Yeah.
0: I, that a lot more people need that in their lives. Right. Yeah. Pick and choose your battles. Absolutely. I'm, 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 I'm a single man, but I'm telling you that I've never been married. I just, I'm weird about marriage. Like (laughs) uh, my, my grandparents spoiled me on it. I know what a marriage is supposed to be. And then when I find the person I want to settle down with, I'm doing it one time. I don't knock anybody that's done it multiple times or whatever. I'm doing it one time and I'm just weird about it. That's how
1: I always felt. I was the same way. Um, I didn't believe in divorce. My parents were married for like 47 years before my dad passed. And so I grew up with a mom and dad and I always thought, you know, I'm going to do it once. And when my husband died, you know, the military... Um, you, you get, my son and I receive benefits. We receive, um, health insurance, you know, um, my son gets his college. I get college cause I'm a vet too. But, um, but in, in the long run, um, I forgot where I was. I lost track, but
0: <laughs> I lost
1: track what I was thinking. I do this it's all okay.
0: the time. Sorry. I'm same way.
1: Um, but yeah, uh, we, we would have lost, I can't remarry, Um, unless my, um, my son and I will lose all our benefits. Um, I can't remarry to like age 63 or something. Um, Not that I really plan to remarry, but it's just the fact that 23 years old and you're told that you can never remarry again, or else you and your son would lose basically your whole livelihood. um, It's hard to hear, you know, but as a woman, at least. um, But I don't know, I never thought about what I would do if, I lost a spouse. You know, I, I always thought yeah. like, Oh, what if I got divorced? I never thought about what I would do after losing a spouse. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. That's, that's something that I don't think anybody ever yeah. thinks about. It ah. was, it,
1: and that's, and i and being so young too, it, you just don't talk about death, you know, and you didn't have any plans set up. Like at least now in my life, my, my man and I have, plans set up you know what yeah. to do if one of us were to die but at 23 I didn't have any of that so it, oh it was horrible my body went into shock that day I remember that everything it was horrible um it's amazing what like emotional trauma can do to your body not just physical trauma but emotional trauma really puts your body it traumatizes your body I, I remember falling to the ground and vomiting and stuff like I was sick Ugh. and I was just from shock. It's amazing how the body reacts.
0: Well, it's it's it's, it's really weird if you ever look up the stuff because I'm big on like I don't see I don't take any type of antidepressants or anything. I know mm-hmm. I get why some people do, but I'm mm-hmm. more into not the spiritual. Spiritual is the wrong word. I like the more natural stuff, like holistic. I, yeah, like I want the stuff that I just don't believe in opioids. I I just I think that they're a it's something that's going to lead to you having a reliance on something. I don't like the word addiction. I like to save that for things like you've been through, like
1: right. bad
0: shit, right? I, but a dependence,
1: A right? dependence,
0: a dependence. Yeah, like you're always going to have to have that unless you correct the the problem. And there's things you can do, like just even like I was telling you about creative vets There's there's stuff like that that. If you find an outlet for your mental health stuff, hopefully Absolutely. one day you don't have to take the opioids. No, one day you don't have to take the pills. Like, uh, have you ever looked into um, micro dosing mushrooms?
1: I have actually. That's so weird that you say that. My the my man and I have been talking about that. Yes,
0: fucking wonderful. It yes. it, it is amazing. I do. I know why growing up they taught like the government and i'm not i'm a big conspiracy theory person anyway but i Mm -hmm. know why if you go there's like a documentary on netflix uh something fungus i can't remember what it's called um there's a reason why back in the 50s when people started looking into the benefits of it why the government said nope we're not fucking doing this and it's because they're so good for you it's the only thing that repair synapses or whatever well big pharma
1: does big pharma would lose so much money if we had medicine like that that cured things they would they'd be broke so of course that
0: well I've done it I've done it probably four or five times now Mm -hmm. in the in the past two years I don't do it often let me tell you it is it's just it's so it just opens you up
1: I read something that A woman did it with her partner and it, and she wrote this whole thing about it, how it brought them closer together. Um, they, you know, they just had these deep conversations and it was really interesting.
0: Yeah. It's, I had a buddy of mine. I'm not going to out his ass. I know he's, (laughs) I know he's going to listen to this. He's an EMT. So he gave me, he knew the exact dosage to take, like the exact amount to take to where you don't hallucinate. Mm -hmm. but you you get the good benefits of it. Like you get what you're supposed to get of it. So anytime I've done it, I've done it with an EMT that knew exactly what I was supposed to do. And let me tell you, it's like, you've never seen the world before. Like your, your depression, your anxiousness, your everything melts away. Wow. and And you just, the last time I did it was at our two year anniversary of the show. And I had a like some people here playing music, there's a lot of folks at the studio hanging out and all this kind of stuff. And I ended up going outside because while like it makes you realize certain things. Mm-hmm. I realized I did not have to be in the party anymore to enjoy myself. But it was like that was a metaphor for life. It mm-hmm. it 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 let, it let me know I didn't have to be the center of attention. I didn't have to be on center stage to be happy. Like I could, it was like
1: an awakening. Or yeah. Something. I
0: could, I could be on the outside looking in and still be just as happy. I didn't have to be loud. I didn't have to be obnoxious. I didn't have to do things I didn't want to do to be a happy person. And let me tell you, like you just, it's like you, you realize shit about yourself. Yeah. And it, like i and i would never want to do anything cuz my fucking head is so loopy inside of it i would never want to hallucinate i would never want to trip and see shit like yeah. i i don't want to go down that road there's no telling what my fucking brain will 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 put out. you know i I've,
1: I've never done mushrooms myself but nope. like my brother has my husband or my man whatever i call him my husband but uh he has and I'm scared to do it cuz I I am yeah. like I don't want to hallucinate. I'm kind of scared about that, but if you do the microdoses and do it yeah. safely and therapeutically, I mean, I've heard it has great benefits.
0: Yeah, there's uh if you even want to look it up. I think it was I think it's HBO Sports maybe. I think that's what it was. There's um there's a study going around now for MMA fighters and ex football players that have bad bad concussions and all this stuff to where they're punch drunk or they're just they're just fucked up in the head like bad PTSD like just mm-hmm. horrible and they're doing ayahuasca. You know what ayahuasca is?
1: I've never heard of that.
0: Ayahuasca is, is like a native american thing that mm-hmm. it's it's pretty much mushrooms uh but it's like a very strong form of it and these guys are literally all the damage that has been done to their brain. After they do ayahuasca a couple times, it's gone. It really? liter- it literally repairs your brain. One of my real good friends, um if you don't already follow her on social media, you need to. Her name's uh, DeMaris. Her that stepmom life on uh TikTok and everything. She's, okay. fu- she's fucking awesome, but her husband James, um he's a veteran. Uh, worked in the coal mines too. Like dudes had it rough. Uh, very bad PTSD. He's doing ketamine treatments now.
1: Hey, I have. I was gonna ask you about that next. I've heard ketamine helps with depression. Uh,
0: dude, he raves about it, and we've had people on the show from Mission Twenty Two, and mm-hmm. they say that it is just wonderful. Really? Uh, yeah, people are figuring out now. Like all the shit that they've told us for. Y- Forever was just mm. so bad for you. It's because yep. fucking big pharma wanted you to take pills.
1: I know, and I know I, it, and,
0: and that's all it is. And now everybody's like, "No, fuck that." Like right. we're, we're over that.
1: realizing that what what they're doing. Yeah, it's a it's a scam. It really is. Yeah, and like I a, believe they have a cure for cancer, and they won't tell us. I I know they do.
0: You know how many presidents or vice presidents have died? or their wives have died from cancer?
1: mm Zero, huh? My, uh, see, how? Uh,
0: yeah, you ever you ever heard of a a billionaire dying from cancer?
1: No, actually.
0: Yeah, you're not. You're never gonna hear their wives. You're not gonna hear their loved ones. There's a cure for everything.
1: Yeah, there is.
0: There's I, there's literally there's, from as stupid as it is, from cancer to fucking herpes to everything, everything, everything every. Has a- Everything has been engineered and everything has been put out there. So you have to take a pill.
1: Yep. And they want to keep you on those pills. That's how they get their money.
0: Yeah. Even, even sugar. uh, I got one for you. All right. So I used to be like 350 pounds or not 350, like 330. I'm like 230 Mm -hmm. now. But like, do you know how many cases of early onset diabetes there was like in 1900 or like what is it like 1920 i think is the thing
1: well i would think hardly any at all
0: hardly any like i think there's a hundred cases recorded cases in the united states now there's millions they started putting processed sugar in everything in like 1930s or some shit like that mm-hmm. and if you go look on the back of like your packages and shit of your food that you eat they don't even list like your daily percentages where it has everything that you need on the back of your, your labels. Yep. Actually, I got Gatorade right here. It'll have it right here. It has your daily percentages of what you need. This is how fucked up the country that we live in. It's got total fats, zero, your, your percentage. The only thing on the back of all your shit that it does not have your daily percentage is your sugars. Because okay. you're, you're only supposed to have 36 grams of sugar a day. Everything else fucking damn near kills you. After and that. it
1: has like 20 something grams in it, it I'm yeah sure it, it's like,
0: ho- yeah it's horrible for you and then trust me i drink a lot of whiskey and i i have a lot of fun so i'm not a health nut by any means it's just i know I, I, this, that they're putting things, this, things
1: yeah. to, in there to kill us i believe that i mean the government's experimenting on us that's what they're doing yeah. they have been i mean think about it america is a 200 year old experiment this was an experiment where a obviously a successful one so far but you know anything can fall in a, in just like that
0: yeah that's where i'm telling you the micro dosing it opens you up to that So like as weird as it is it makes you just realize like i don't need this shit right Like it's it's from everything it's almost like you 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 almost feel like a lab rat when after yes. you after you've done it a couple of times it's like okay so you're telling me, I have to teach my child to go to school every day. Then they have to get a job. They have to then have kids. They have to keep doing all this and this and this, mm-hmm. and it's just so they can make somebody else money, right? Like, why it's, aren't we? Why aren't we teaching it our? our make sense. Yeah. Why aren't we teaching our kids to be individuals? Why aren't we? Why aren't we teaching people to do what they love? That's what exactly. life that's what life should be about. You you should be every single opportunity you get. You've got one life. Is I mean, you you unfortunately know it better than anybody. Life right. is short. You should be so doing it, you should be enjoying yourself every day. You shouldn't be getting caught up on the little shit. You should be right. having fun and making yourself and the people that you love. Happy, happy every day and not not worried about it if you you know how many people i know that are broke as fuck but are happy because they li- right. they live in the life that they want to live
1: they're comfortable you know and they have their family yeah. that's what that's what makes me happy
0: yeah i've got so many buddies that are musicians and they're struggling musicians but you know what they're happy because they get to get up every day and do what the fuck do they, what love. they
1: love right
0: and they, they're that's not, what it's that's all about worried.
1: yeah that's what it's all about
0: uh fuck yeah it is so what what else do you do like besides for um just being such a a very positive person and (laughs) and and helping people get through their bullshit on uh social media and you know trying to make you make you just have a very bubbly (laughs) personality and i like do you counsel folks like one-on-one or anything like that I
1: no i don't um I have looked into like substance abuse counseling and things like that. I mean, I'd have to go to school for it, which I could do, but you know, all I do is share it online right now. Um, I want to write a book and, um, yeah, I I definitely should. Yeah. I, I would love to write a book. Um, I've looked into like opening a nonprofit for, um, a gold star families who, there's a lot of like support out there for suicide awareness. Like there's 22 a day, there's combat related um, uh, support, but there's not a whole lot for like military accidents in the line of duty deaths. And so I, I was looking into opening a nonprofit for that. Um, just different things, um, nothing set in stone, but right now I just take it by, day by day. Um, social media is not my full-time thing. I kind of half ass that. And post and post when um, you know, I I feel something that I need to share. But um yeah, I mean, that's mainly what I do. I just try to stay busy and uh keep my mental health in check. And I think sharing my journey and experience and stuff really helps my mental health. I think it helps a lot to talk about it. It
0: does. Uh I've I've tried to tell people that for the longest time. The first time I ever shared my uh my suicide story.
1: I never even heard that. I don't, I didn't hear that. I would love to hear about that.
0: Uh, I just, uh, well, growing up, I was, um, I was always just real confused about, I would walk into a room and I just always thought people were talking about me. Mm -hmm. Like I just, whether it was walking into a lunchroom, a classroom gym or whatever, like I just always was just, it was just depression, it was just anxiety. Nobody gave yeah. when you learned it, nobody actually gives a fuck about you. It's very freeing. it and is I like guess no everybody's got their own shit going on. No one has time to actually sit there and be like, what what the fuck's he got on? Right? Yeah. No, like nobody gives a fuck about you um, no. and so like I just i went I was just in a very dark place coming out of high school uh I got in trouble with the law um was just kind of a fuck up uh I wanted to. For for a lesson for all parents, I'm going finna, to I'm finna give you something right here. Don't let your kid think that they're going to be a professional athlete and they're not going to be one. So, like, I didn't have a backup plan, and there was no chance in hell that I was going to be a professional athlete. I'm 5'10 on a good day, <laughs> but I on a fucking good day and was not that good of a baseball or football player. I wasn't bad. I wasn't fucking going to a D1 school. And if you're not going right. to a D1 school, you're not going to play professional sports. And I ended up hurting my shoulder my senior year and didn't even get to play uh, baseball. So I just I pretty much said, fuck it. Uh, this was a piece of shit my senior year. And uh ended up having to get a GD right there. I didn't even go like my last two months of school. So coming out of 2016 was when I graduated, um, just was in a dark, nasty place. I ended up meeting this girl. Thought we had the coolest little love story ever. And it was it was garbage. Looking back at it, I just would go back and beat the shit out of myself if I could. Um, mm-hmm. just being young and stupid. You don't know yeah. no better. That puppy love shit. Um, and uh anyway, I thought this girl was the, the best thing ever. Ended up getting in trouble because uh I was on probation for some stupid shit. Ended up her dad found out about it. Couldn't see each other. And uh long story short, she ended up getting married to somebody else. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's just like fucking stupid, stupid shit. Well, then at her bachelorette party was at a bar that I was at. And we didn't see each other in the back of her bachelorette pictures. I'm in every fucking picture. Like it's it's the weirdest shit ever. So she calls me, uh, It's either on her wedding day or the week after. I can't, I can't remember. It's been so long, but she ends up like, this is, this is the weirdest thing ever. This has got to be like fate or whatever that you're in all these pictures. And we didn't see each other. so so the stupid thing we fucking of course we went and saw each other and we shouldn't have and she ended up leaving her husband and that was that was stupid the the stupidest fucking thing that could ever happen to me well then i'm just in love and she turns out to be just a piece of shit like (laughs) if she she was gonna cheat on her husband she was gonna cheat on me and it broke it broke my heart and uh it, it just did me in yeah. And, and uh between that being in trouble with the law, having depression and not know how to deal with it. Yeah. And everything was just all piled onto one. And what just kind of put me over the edge, literally called this girl, phone picks up in her pocket, and she's sleeping with somebody else. Like you you literally hear them fixing. Oh the car,
1: my gosh.
0: And the only reason why I'm still here is because I'm stupid. I always have to like I can make a joke about it now. And it's been whatever year. It's been like 13 years now, so I can joke about it. I took a shit ton of ibuprofen, 800 milligrams. Mm-hmm. If it had been anything else, fucking dead and gone. And but also, you know, I can't, I can't really figure out what mindset I was in at the time. But I also had sent like a text message to somebody. I think it was my dad or my mom or whatever. It Was like, "Love you." <laughs> Completely random. They knew something was wrong. Yeah. But somebody rushed over there. They called the ambulance. I'm unconscious or whatever. Oh my uh, god! So, so I get to the hospital. They do stomach pump and all that type of shit and everything. Yeah. But it was literally it was my depression. It was fucking. I let a woman get to me. Like it was. It was all this stupid shit. But then, that's the first time though, at the age of I'm 35 now. So what would have been like 21, 22? Um, that's the first time though I'd ever heard the word
1: depression. Yeah. Well, it wasn't talked about a lot. Like when I was younger, you and I are about the same age. I'm 33. So in high school, junior, I think when I was growing up, you and I were growing up, it wasn't common to talk about depression or mental health issues. Mm -hmm. It was not common. Yeah. It was so taboo.
0: Yeah. I remember going to the, whatever, they sent me to some psychiatrist or whatever right thereafter. And like, they were like, you're severely depressed.
1: Mm -hmm. And I was like,
0: no, fuck. I'm not like, I'm the life of the party, dude. Like, what the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? Like they were like and then they like broke it down. It was like, when you're alone, do you have these thoughts? And you know, do you feel this type of way about like all these certain things? Like I checked off every box you could to be fucking yeah. clinically depressed. And I'm like, yeah. yeah, let's put you on pills. And see, this That's is why what they I'm, always do. Yeah, and th- and see this is why I'm so against them. I have such a big personality. And and when I can be loud and I can be me, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. That shit numbed me. It took yeah. the it took the best parts of me away. Yep. And that's when I started. I love writing poetry. Like I I love I love just writing stupid shit. Whether it makes mm-hmm. sense to anybody else or not, I just love writing. And I couldn't do it. Like I I didn't do it from the age of. Fuck middle school to to after my suicide attempt is when I started again, and uh, I stopped for a long time. I got a poem that was published in Young Poets of America when I was in middle school, and the baseball cool. t- and and my baseball team found out about it, and I, I was like you faggot, like oh, so like like pick like picking on me and shit. So I, I quit writing. I quit writing for the longest time. Oh, and- that's- it is, but I, we, I joke about it now. And even like some of the boys that, uh, I've remained friends with them. Like now I can make them feel like shit about it. <laughs> uh, like, so it's, it's funny now. Um, but I also say that to tell kids and everything, like, don't be fucking bullies. Like if you got yeah. a friend that likes doing that shit, let them fucking do that shit. Absolutely. Uh, so I didn't know any of that about me until the suicide, if it was not for my suicide attempt, I would have kept struggling with it. So it was actually a blessing that it happened to me. Yes. And then I didn't want to be on the medication. So I had to find ways to cope. So I started writing. Um, There was a lot of that. I I colored for a little while. Um,
1: Yes. is great for your mind.
0: Yeah. So like one of the things that I read was you have to do things. If you're not going to take medication, you have to do things that you don't depend on anybody else for. It, Absolutely. And it has got to be something that can't let you down. Right. So so coloring's a big one. Uh riding whatever. You can't do anything that's going to frustrate you.
1: Right. That's what I do. I journal, I yeah. read affirmations, I journal them. Like I said I do meditation, breathing exercises, um positive self-talk. All of that combined has truly changed my mental health and my perspective on life. Even it
0: has really changed. Well, it's got, it it brings you back to who you are. Right. Yeah. Like we, we get away from it. Like, so it's everybody's so guilty of it. Like you get, you get so caught up in life and you get so caught up in what you, everybody expects you to be. You kind of forget who the fuck you want to be. Right. That shit aggravates me. That's one thing that I teach. I teach Gracie is like, look, I don't care what you want to be in life. I don't care what you think I want you to be or what your mom wants you to be. Just be you mm-hmm. do what makes you happy. I, 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 I told the woman, um, Sarah, Sarah Blake. I told her the other day, cause we, we, a lot of women give me shit because <laughs> I, I <laughs> guys don't listen to me. Men fucking hate me. <laughs> like my listening audience is like 80% women. <laughs> And like the there you'll get a Karen every now and then that'll say some shit to me. they will be like, You'll have these OnlyFans girls on here. Would you want your daughter to do that shit? And I'll be like, Look, I don't give a fuck. Like if that's I, what she wants to do. If it makes my daughter happy, I'm not gonna tell anybody how to live their fucking life.
1: Yep.
0: Like, why are you worried about somebody else? I'm already gonna have a hard enough time getting into heaven. I don't need to be worrying about you fucking getting into heaven.
1: No. Like, right. yeah,
0: like, worry about your fucking self. I'm not the judge, the jury, or the executioner in your life. Nope. Shut the fuck up and move the fuck on.
1: Like, I, 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 I talked to my mom, like, well, how, what would you do? I asked my mom, how would you feel if I made an OnlyFans? And she's like, well, if that's what you really want to do, you know, dig deep inside. And if that's how you want to, you know, make your money, then do what you want. And that's how I am with my kids, too.
0: Yeah, yeah who cares? I mean, first off. It's just like I told her, you can go look at any, you just go watch television for five fucking minutes. You're going to find some good looking woman in a bathing suit advertising for a company that doesn't sell bathing suits. You're going right? to say, yeah, it's sex sales. It's the world. That's we live why in.
1: sex does sell and everyone and, knows it.
0: And you know what? Is it, is it morally right? Probably not, but you know what? Who cares? We all fuck.
1: I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that aren't morally right, but yeah, who cares?
0: I mean, there's, there's a difference. If I got a big rule, if it doesn't hurt somebody else and it doesn't involve children in any type of way, and you're not pushing your, I don't care what anybody believes in this world. I don't care what your sexual orientation is. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't care what your political beliefs are. I don't give a shit whatever you want to, you can be one of those motherfuckers that run around dressed up in the furry outfits. I I don't care what you are. I will respect you. As long as you respect me, just don't push your beliefs on me. And I won't push my beliefs on you.
1: That's the important part. You can't, you can't push your beliefs. You can't change things. Just you're welcome to, you know, join in, but you can't push things on people. And that's where we're at right now in this society, I think. Yeah. Is I, pushing.
0: I, I've had to literally bite my tongue so fucking hard the past couple days. And I still I still might do. It. I made one video, but I'm probably still gonna make more. That Jeffrey Marsh guy that has mm-hmm. been all over my TikTok the past couple days, the guy that's transitioning and bought tampons and shit. Yep. I saw a fucking video a while ago and it was he was like, dude was like, straight men are scared of me or whatever. When I walk into a restaurant, they won't even look my way or tell me that uh. I'm pretty. I want it to be like, look here, dude. I First off, I've seen some of these trans women. They're fucking hot. It's weird. It's, it's fucking weird. All right. There's nobody that you're going to meet that like women more than me. I am a pig. I know exactly <laughs> what I am. I love women i it is my vice i hate that i am that way i wish i wasn't as piggish as i am i I. <laughs> if you go look my daughter says all the time when when she's around me and i'm looking at tiktok she says that my for you page needs bleach like <laughs> like because it is nothing but good looking women country music and comedy and, and pimple popping and, and ingrown toenails yeah, right? some that's, pimple pop in yeah, that's, that's all it is that's just literally all it is but like I I want to make videos and just be like, look, it's not that straight men are scared of you. It's that you know how many women walk into a bar and I acknowledge them like you I don't know. you don't want men to these folks, <laughs> some of these folks that are transitioning or whatever they want to be superior to women and i cannot stand that shit they don't I, want to be treated as equals they want you to think that they're special
1: i know and That's and so what stupid. really what really hurts me is like you know the feminist movement you know is like we need to accept all trans and all this stuff but they're the fact of the matter is In reality, these are men stealing womanhood. It really is. Yeah, it's these are men, and and feminists are so against misogyny and stuff, but they're allowing men to change womanhood. It just doesn't make sense to me.
0: Yeah, I'll end up. Well, I'm not going to get in trouble because I own my own studio and I own the rights to my show, so I can't get canceled anyway. So they can kiss my fat ass. But (laughs) but like you're right. Like I I don't understand. I don't understand why it's being a woman or being a man is special. Mm-hmm. Make being a trans special.
1: And and what people fail to recognize is that there are, um, there are privileges in both being a female and being a male. There's yeah. privileges in both. Um, they, you just. They fail to see those privileges. Women have certain privileges that men don't. Men have certain p- privileges that women don't. That's just how it is. And we need to embrace that instead of, oh, no, we need equal. We need equal. We're equal. Well, no, we're really not.
0: <laughs> yeah. I I would get on a fucking soapbox. See.
1: I know. I can't. I'm like, I can't even. I'll get worked up.
0: <laughs> it It doesn't take much for me to get mad and ornery, especially the older I get. I now know why old men and old women are so fucking mad and angry all the time.
1: They don't (laughs) give a fuck because they're at that point where they just don't anymore. They
0: had to live with us growing up being like, they're fucking stupid. And now I get it. Now I get it. Cause now I got to look at the younger generation or I got to look at these dumb sons of bitches running around. And it's like, you know what? I understand why my papa, why everybody was just like, I fucking hate, I hate them. Yeah. Kids these days. I know it. Everybody's so fucking stupid now. And if everybody would just mind their own fucking business and let everybody be, it would be the most wonderful thing. You're from Florida, right? I am. Okay. If if we could take all you crazy sons of bitches in Florida, because y'all got some (laughs) of the most fucked up people on this planet down there. We do. (laughs) I just wish you would let all the psychos, the weird motherfuckers go to Florida for a month. Just let them hang out at, at Daytona beach for a couple of weeks. Right. You know what? They'll come back. Okay. They'll be like, you know what? We don't need to be equal. No, we're going to go get our own little private state somewhere. We're just going to move the fuck away. We're not going to bother anybody again. Right. It's, I just don't, I just don't get why. Ugh, I just, I hate no. people.
1: I do too. I get frustrated all the time about this stuff.
0: If I could post the shit online that I wanted to post.
1: Yeah. Same.
0: Oh boy. <laughs> I would either have the biggest account ever, or I would get canceled in the so fucking market. So much heartbeat.
1: hate. I know. I don't either really or. care.
0: I don't. I don't really... care. Yeah, I'm. I'm over all that shit anyway. If I can't say more, that's why I started this show. I got fired from country radio for just being me. All right. All right. The same reasons they hired me is the, same, the same reason ra- they fired me. Yeah, so they can, the yeah, But it it is what it is. Yeah. But anyway, uh, drop your social media links real fast. And I want to tell you, it was awesome to have you come hang out for a little bit. Uh, Great conversation. And, uh, you know, I'm glad that obviously you're still around. And I love the fact that you're spreading the message that you're spreading. And uh, I hope you keep doing it. You're more than welcome here anytime on the show. Um, You and your husband, or whatever you call him, uh, Mm -hmm. are more than welcome. We take trips all the time. Uh, We always tell folks that if... Y'all ever want to do anything with us as a group? Um, folks are always invited with us. We love doing group shows with people. Um, Having people sit around and hang out and just talk shit. God, they're fucking great. Right. <laughs> well, cool. We'll drop you social media links and we'll get out of here and enjoy Super Bowl Sunday.
1: Sure. Um, I'm on TikTok under Natalie. And Natalie has five E's at the end. Natalie King with five E's. And then my Instagram is Natalie King with three E's. At the end of Natalie.
0: Sweet. And I'm going to tag her and everything, so y'all ought to be easy to find her. But, uh, hey, but thank you for hanging out, and uh, I keep doing a good job, darling.
1: Thanks, Josh.
0: All right, folks. Well, I will see y'all later.